Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Dietrich. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Taj. Hey, everybody out there in uh, podcast land. Uh, we are Choice Tracks, where we uh, take our favorite ideas of what we love to listen to in a particular situation, uh, throw those ideas together, and then everybody gets to critique each other, whether we like it or not, or whether we want to throw it in the trash, or whether we think it is the best thing that they've ever heard in their life. Um, this part of the podcast we call Side A, where we have a theme, and then we match up songs that we individually pick to go with those themes. Um, for this theme, we're talking about uh, International Women's month uh, that we happen to be in you know i am woman hear me war and we definitely have heard y'all roar and we love strong independent women and especially those who know how to put a pen to the pad and make people think certain things um in my situation i came up with the idea of let's put out your favorite track from your favorite female MC or female rapper or female hip hopper or whatever it is you crazy kids like to say these days. So um, in this situation, I will go with my personal pick. Uh, this artist has not been out very long, but they've definitely made an impact in the hip hop era, especially when it comes to writing and, 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 and having different thoughts and put the pen to the pad and make people actually listen to what she's saying. Uh, her name is Rhapsody. Uh, she did have an album that was dropped a couple of years ago and the song one of the songs from the album that i absolutely fell in love with was a song called power the power to just she make a grown man cry the day i came up pop my mama i saw a grown man cry they say it has magic powers even magic ain't die wake you about to sleep and take a three uh, it's featuring uh, Kendrick Lamar at the end with his own spin on the verse, and it was definitely a powerful verse. But the way she came in from that song from beginning to end, she basically labeled herself as an MC, and nobody could argue that. So that was my pick for that particular uh, situation. What do y'all think about my pick? Have y'all had a chance to listen to it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What's what's the thoughts on power? Anybody? Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> okay. Um, I listened to it uh, several times. Um, it was yeah. She she has a good spin game for sure. Um, it wasn't fully my cup of tea. <laughs> I'm just gonna be right. honest. Um, it had me quarreling or, or thinking about something because I was curious. Like, um, you know, I I really didn't have the full college experience, so I had a a semester, <laughs> and I'm being serious, a semester. <laughs> of the traditional college experience. Um, and what I'm curious on is, um, kind of the, maybe the, the evolution of rap, maybe it's just a root of their parts of it reminded me of slam poetry. And, and I, I don't, you know, slam poetry is, you know, I don't like this or dislike slam poetry, but, you know, it's interesting that the way she was spitting at times reminded me of that. But then, you know, when you have music to it, you know, you can call it rap and it's not slam poetry, <laughs> you know? And I guess th that's why I was curious on has in your mind, like, has that always been the case that like, it didn't matter whether you could spit it with or without music. It, it's still poetry. I mean, I know it's still technically poetry in a way because it rhymes, but I don't know. <laughs> I know that that's a weird thing to, to, to take out of it, but I was curious. So 
Nah, it's um, it's the reason what you're talking about is is her own delivery and spin on things, right? Gotcha. Her delivery is definitely not um what you call industry standard, um, right. meaning that you know she's not sticking to the regular pop of the beat and the twos and the fours and like everybody else is doing in the world. She actually has got her own style. It's offset style. It's not for everybody. And it is more so lyrical and poetic than it is, you know, trying to spit on top of the track. But that's actually what sets her apart from the other rappers that are out here or female rappers that are out here in the game. Um, Rhapsody is definitely a force to be held with lyrically because what she's saying not only does it make sense, but she says it clear to a point where it's like you can understand the the phrase and where she's coming from or the acronym that she's throwing out or or even the analogy that she's putting together in her music. So right. for me, that's definitely a standout when it comes to rap in itself because you can take a lot of rap, especially nowadays where it's all industry standard. Everybody sounds the same. All the beats sound the same. Or you could take somebody whose style is completely different, goes against the grain in that situation and see where they place amongst themselves. You know, and she actually was voted for uh, best hip hop in a bunch of categories, whether it be the Grammys, whether it be, you know, MTV Awards, whether it be BET Awards, things of that nature. So she definitely took the area by storm when it comes to her offset style. Right. Yeah. No, it, and I will for sh- for sure say that like the the song like the song's okay at the at the beginning, but the minute she comes in, like that song is hers. Like I don't mm-hmm. care I don't care how it starts, how it ends. Like that song doesn't start until she starts in a sense. Like she she totally takes over that song when she starts spinning. So yeah. Right. And yeah, that song is not gonna be a radio play. It was one of her singles, but it's not gonna be something that you just put on at a party and everybody's gonna prove to. You know, <laughs> right. but but it's one that if you want to put on and, and sit there and think about it for a second or listen to what people are talking about, then yeah, that perfectly makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Everybody yeah, else, don't jump at once. No, hold on. <laughs> so I am not too familiar with, with the artist. Um, you know, I, I, I saw the album cover and I, I still couldn't couldn't quite place it. But I, I d- actually did enjoy the track. I thought it was pretty good. I think the only thing I wish was that it wasn't a collaboration. I wish it was just her on the track the whole time. Um, yeah. I, I like what's what's odd for me is like I'm very familiar with Kendrick Lamar. I know I know his work. I've heard his his albums. Um, and I feel like he dominates the song at the very end. And that's what I remember more than I remember her on on the track. Um, but I, I, I kind of wish that it wasn't a collaboration. It was just her the whole time, even those even those uh the 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 lyrics at the very end i I just kind of wish it was her because i really enjoyed her voice and and i really enjoyed um her style and uh yeah i I thought it was a good song it's just it just kind of takes me out of it a little bit especially at the beginning and then having a bookmarked with you know two male artists i wish it was just her the whole time um but yeah overall i thought it was it was a good song um and definitely with when Kendrick's on there, you know, it, it adds a whole new depth, a whole new level to it. And I think it's partly just because, you know, I'm, I'm such a big fan of Kendrick Lamar. So, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Cool. Okay. Um, well, I will say this. The good part about that is, um, you hit the nail on the head when she came out with the actual single. Um, Kendrick Lamar's verse was not on there. 
So it was just her spinning raps on the track and then she switched it up to another track altogether. So yeah, especially that in the video, Kendrick's verse wasn't on there. So you didn't have to worry about, cause I thought the same thing when I heard it, I, I wasn't going to pick it because Kendrick Lamar was on there and yes, he did kill that shit. But coming from her point of view, she held her own. She definitely held her own on the track. So I, I could not be even mad about that because any other female artist um, coming in with the Kendrick verse on, depending on how the verse comes and what she's saying can get washed out easily. She definitely held her own in that situation uh, for the most part. So, yeah. And I, and I agree. I think she does. It's just yeah. Kendrick it's, Lamar is such a, a dominant you know, artists, a, a dominant force, a, you know, a talent, uh, you know, and, you know, it's hard to go up against, you know, somebody like that or, or to collaborate with someone because you're going to get, you're going to get drowned out. But I, yeah. I do think she holds her own, uh, for yeah. sure. But the Kendrick Lamar is definitely very memorable. And, and that's the first thing I think that pops in my head. I, I was listening to it with Amy and Kendrick kicks in and Amy's like, Oh yeah, it's Kendrick, you know, and, <laughs> You know, so, you know, yeah. Anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to say other than I, I wish maybe I wish I would have heard the, the single, you know, and, and maybe have a different perspective to the to the song. Yeah, I, I apologize for that. I should have called out the single directly. Um, I didn't I didn't think about that until after the fact. It was like, oh, yeah, she did release that without him because it does make a stark difference in the situation. But to, to add to your point, there's very few artists in general that can hold their own when it comes to a Kendrick collaboration, yeah. let alone those who are up and coming in, in the mix. So, yeah, that definitely works out. Yeah. Well, I, you know, to that, like, I think that women artists in general, especially in the rap genre, I think have to work harder. It seems like you see a lot more male rappers out there that are making it. And the female artists anywhere in any genre really have to work harder, I think. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad that you're, you're representing uh, women artists in this, this episode, especially for Women History Month. And, uh, you know, just, this is a, this is definitely a, a pretty chill song. Not all rap is chill. This is like, uh, that's, that's kind of what I liked about it. Um, I didn't really, I guess I wasn't really distracted by the fact that Kendrick Lamar was on the track. I think a lot of, so a lot of artists, female rap artists, I had to do some like research and I, uh, I just attended South by Southwest. So I, I actually did see a lot of female rappers on the bill this year, which I thought was really cool. Uh, my pick is from uh, a South by Southwest pick from this year. I didn't get to see her, but she did play. Um, but uh, yeah, so no, this is a this is definitely a cool song. Um, I, I feel like a lot of rap does go back to like it, a lot of music in general goes back to the individual artists, you know, like their upbringing or that's kind of like I think a lot of music comes from your roots, maybe, and that's what I get. That's what I get here. I think that this is. It's definitely a nice song, nice collaboration. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot to learn. <laughs> a lot to learn on the side of rap. There's a lot about rap that, you know, people don't really understand. And if people, listeners, fans of music in general, um, listen to the, the lyrics or were able to read the lyrics, you know, a lot of these apps with Spotify and Pandora, you can, you can look at the lyrics and see, you know, see what you're listening to. There's a lot there. Yeah. I mean, there's like, this is like a poem, you know, and yeah. it's really nice. If you look, if you, if you read it, you know, like if you really want to check out rap, I think, I think there's a lot more there than just what, you know, what you see on 
TV or a couple commercials or maybe MTV. I think MTV had, what is it? Yo MTV raps. Yep. And it was like a special segment, but it was a special segment. It was like, it wasn't the main, it wasn't the main thing they had on there. Like a lot of rock was like the main thing when I was growing up, a lot of hair metal, all that. We're talking about the nineties course, but, uh, um, I don't really watch MTV now, so right. I'm sure it's changed, but, uh, yeah, definitely, um, there could be, there, there, maybe there's more rap on there now. I think, when do you think, uh, Dietrich, when do you think rap as a genre changed maybe after the year 2000? Uh, was there a time where it just started picking up and, you know, people were listening to more rap, artists were getting more recognized, record labels were picking more artists up, um, that sort of thing? Yeah. If you ask any hip hop head or anybody that's been around, you know, longer than SpongeBob SquarePants, um, they'll tell you that okay. it, it really started picking up in the 90s. It started the late 70s in the disco era type situation with cut beats and a whole nine. Um, you know, drop beats and, and the way the DJs were spinning. 80s really took precedent in rap, but it wasn't taking over the airwaves like it was like you think it would. And mm-hmm. then when the 90s came, they literally opened the door and you couldn't, you couldn't like walk outside without hearing a rap song. Um, it, whether it be a, a predominant rapper that's been in the game for a long time or whether it be a one hit wonder. Um, the nineties really, really picked it up and took rap where it was supposed to be. The early two thousands, um, rap had its own lane, but it really was dominated by genres, right? Or, or by regions, excuse me. So East Coast, um, Hirap really started off everything in the Bronx and the whole nine. So it was, it was, you know, uh, seventies, eighties, pretty much all that was, was East Coast. Nineties definitely was East Coast. And then towards the tail end of nineties, that's when West Coast kind of came in and took over. West Coast had a rain. And in the early two thousands is when, um, down south kind of came into the forefront with Little John and things of that nature. So, um, and then it kind of, kind of kept there in, in the down south region. So now trap music or, or the trap beats that you hear on the radio now are coming from, you know, down south origins. Uh, the rap styles that you hear right now is coming from Migos. Um, the, the, the individual style that, that everybody is, is dressed like or coming from is coming from their particular area, but it's really resonated from the south and how everything we say now or hear now. So I'm really glad at us for picking a lot of artists or picking the four artists that we pick, um, that, you know, don't necessarily represent the sex class of rap where you think everything has to be sexualized and you have to come out <laughs> and, 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 and basically nothing on with long nails and leotards and, and talking about, you know, sucking a, a pudding through a straw or, or doing any kind of crazy shit like that. <laughs> like we all pick, we all pick like yeah. genuine artists. And I, that's what makes me love this podcast that much more is because everybody has a respect for what they do. Even if it's not your favorite genre and what you're looking at, you at least pick somebody that's respected in that genre. So, right. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sure. And that's kind of what, you know, it's funny you say that because like you, when you're looking up rap artists, too, you're going to see a lot of, Variety, but you're also going to see a lot of the same type of thing. Their, their album cover doesn't always speak volumes for how the album's going to sound. But when you got somebody, you know, wearing, like you said, like a leotard or whatever, like eating donuts or something and getting all crazy with the fingernails, you know, wacky, whatever, just, yeah, it, it, that doesn't mean anything either. But that, that is kind of like what you see a lot on these covers. 
And then a lot of the music can be either about, I found that like, cause I was listening to a lot of different artists. So trying to sample and I, it did seem like a lot of the music, like especially the newer music, it's probably newer stuff. And it could be that they had an album that was 10 years old or 15 years old too. But, um, and they, they do change over time, just like any yeah. artist. Um, not all artists do, but that's just, you know, rap, I think is its own beast. You know, it's got its own way of, you know, morphing and, you know, fans like it for a reason, just like any other music. But there's, it's like a, it's a, it's a, a thing. Any, any genre has its specific fans that get real into it. Um, make it a lifestyle, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, the crazy thing is you hear about a lot of rappers, like also getting shot and stuff too. It's like, so there's like the real, there's a real thing. It's a real lifestyle that is brought to you by rap. And, you know, that, that, that can get tricky, I guess. But like, yeah, a lot of famous rappers can get, you know, caught up in some stuff and maybe their life before music probably got big, you know, I don't know. It's different. Yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. Like, um, you've got up and coming rappers that aren't completely out the street, aren't completely out of their situations that they're into. You've got other rappers who are established rappers that, you know, separated themselves completely from the individuals that they came up with. And that's how they're able to maintain. Mm -hmm. They don't go out. They don't do things outside of what's on their schedule or itinerary to do because they don't want to get caught up in the mix. And they've, they've kept away from that situation for a long time. You've got female artists in general that, you know, for the most part are now starting to come back around with diversity because the majority of them for the longest time, um, especially in the late 2000s going up until 2020 or so, um, were literally following behind Nicki Minaj, Little Kim, anything that was sexualized, um, when it came to rap. And that, that led to, you know, I'm all about the money, where the dollars at, that type of situation. Whereas, you know, now you've got individuals like, uh, Rhapsody that are more lyrical than anything and they know how to put presence in the song versus just talking about money. She can talk about money if she wants to. She could talk about ass if she wants to. She could talk about getting his dollars or whatever if she wanted to, but she doesn't decide to go with that. Um, and it goes against the grain and it kind of works out for her because of who she is and what she represents. They can't nobody really take that away from her. Well, is she going to get the Grammy for the number one song in the world? Probably not. But is she going to be well respected within the rock community because of what she's bringing to the table? Hell yes. And then some. That's, yeah, that's something that you can really have a lot of respect for. I, I, I do. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point you made, Dietrich. Um, and, I, I guess, like, my, it's funny, my first pick, and I think that y'all voted that out, was, uh, there's a band called Blondie, um, and they had a song called Rhapsody, so that was like, but it was actually, it was sort of a, uh, Fab Five Freddy, right? He was yep, doing the yep. mix with her, and so Debbie Harry from Blondie, the band Blondie, early 80s, she was doing like her version of a rap song. She kind of heard some, so she heard, uh, music from clubs that she really liked and she wanted to incorporate that in what they were doing with Blondie. And they're kind of, they're kind of like a funk band anyway. Uh-huh. Which I did, I did see them live, but, uh, that's going to be another episode. But for this, you know, I thought that was interesting that, you know, I guess I wanted to do it because I saw her live. <laughs> nah, it's but all good. Also, and, you know, yeah. it's really interesting how that ties in, you know, so like this weird, like early eighties rap. <laughs> Like mix, like uh, mashup, I guess, you know? Yeah. The first mashup. 
Yeah, the only reason it didn't come in is because she didn't do another rap song. So right. had she done another rap song, I'd have classified her as a rapper and, and she'd have had fun in this song because she definitely, there's a foothold in hip hop history because of Blondie and what she brought to the table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Bridging the gap so, there. Yeah, honorable mention it. for sure. Yeah, she, she's definitely, shout out to Blondie, shout out to uh, Deborah Henry, Sarah, shout out to Fat Five Freddy. Still kicking it, you know, doing his dances. Um, you know, one of the pioneers of, of show hip hop media, uh, so to speak, and, and yeah. being in the mix of the culture. So, yeah. Nice. All right. So, next, uh, I think we got Brandon up. Brandon, hit us with what you got, man. All right. Well, when we locked in the topic, um, immediately the artist that came to mind was Missy Elliott for me. I knew I had to pick a track from her. Um, she's certainly one of my favorite, uh, hip hop rappers. Um, it was hard for me to pick my favorite track by her because there's so many that I like. My favorite album by her is The Cookbook from 2005, but my favorite track actually came out before that, and that was from her third solo album from 2001. The album was called Missy So Addictive. The song I picked, Get Your Freak On. So Get Your Freak On was released on that album, The again, um, the one from 2001. I don't remember when I first heard the song. I'm sure it probably was around that time. I mean, I know that it had probably heavy radio play and, of course, had a, a music video to go with it, a very memorable music video. But I've always loved the song from the get-go. And uh, I don't ever get tired of it. I, I think it's a very unique song. Um, I, I just I love I love the, her voice. I like how fun the song is. And I think the thing I love the most about the song is is the beat. The beat is great. I, I like different sounds. I'm sure you guys know that by now. And, you know, I never really did any research until recently about the sound because I always thought it was very unique. You know, like you don't hear this song a lot or this sound, especially in this country, you don't hear it too often. And so I did a little research and, and I found out that, um, the song, uh, the sound is a popular music and dance from, from India, from the Punjab state. And I thought that was, that was really cool. And I, I love having that as the, the background, you know, while, while she's, you know, doing her verses. Um, it's just a fun song. It's, it's, it just, it's very energetic. It always makes me smile. It's something that I can, uh, I can sing along with. And when you, when you think, if someone says, Hey, get your freak on, immediately you think of this song. Like, you, you know, you're just going to. And it's, it's also been used in movies a lot. Uh, I always think of 40 year old virgin when I think of this song. Uh, and it's, it's a very memorable scene from the movie. You just have to see the movie, uh, to know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love Missy Elliott. I want her to do another album. It's been a long time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I adore her. I think she's immensely talented. And, uh, again, it was so hard to pick a, my favorite track, but when it comes down to it, it's gotta be this one. This may be the first one that I ever heard by her. Um, but I've been a fan ever since. And, uh, this is just a unique song. Um, you know, it's a hit and it's a hit for a reason and everybody knows it. Uh, hopefully everybody loves it. And, uh, yeah, that was my choice. 
So yeah, I liked it for sure. I mean, and yeah, it's it's iconic, especially once that once that instrument kicks on because that boom chicka doom boom chicka You're like, yeah, you know that song instantly. You're like, oh shit! Like I gotta get out, <laughs> do some pop and locking. Like this is gonna this is gonna be some fun shit. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great song. It, I'm I'm a little jealous because I was looking for something like what you had picked which is like a, a total song with a female hip-hop artist that just slayed like i want something that like rocked and slayed and y- you got it <laughs> you got it in one pick <laughs> so <laughs> uh but yeah it was it was a uh, but yeah total total classic totally enjoyable so yeah <laughs> man <laughs> go, go ahead david what you got <laughs> Oh, I know this song. Yeah, this is. <laughs> you know this. I think I, I think I heard it in clubs a lot, like in like the early two thousands, right? When was this? When did this song come out, Brandon? Two thousand one. Yeah. So, and that's my 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 cat agrees too that that's that sounds crazy. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a good club song. You know, it's she's a good artist. That's like, and I like how what what was it the Punjab style of music or. Yeah, yeah. There's it's a there's a specific okay, name that. for the style, but I I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah, okay. But definitely look it up. No, that's interesting. It does remind me of that too. It has that like I like that how it starts out like that. And, it, and actually, I really like the beat of that. Like it, it's real catchy. And I think she was probably topping the charts when that came out for sure. So I mean, that's a really good choice track for like a popular song in that genre. And you know, she's just like a pioneer, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Misty was a pioneer. Started off with a group called Sister. Uh, group fell apart necessarily. She from Virginia, same as Pharrell. Um, Timberland, her and him have been, you know, best buds for the longest time. So they came in together. Um, yeah. And this is a rap icon for sure. And this song is one of those that set it in place to be an icon. Um, Timberland on the beat, uh, the way that they came with the sound and, and attacked it. And all the different Congos and sounds that are in between. And even when she said, spit it in your face and she spit and then it did a 360 around the spit and went in somebody's mouth and he closed the mouth like, Oh, what, what was that? Like the video was crazy with, with, you know, if you need some go and the whole nine with that. But yeah, Missy definitely killed it. This was an excellent track. Brandon, um, I was kind of jelly or jealous when I heard you pick this track. I was like, damn, I should have picked that one. That was a good one. <laughs> but yeah, she is definitely in the forefront because all the sounds were unique. This was around the time we were talking about when, um, you know, everybody had their individual style and couldn't nobody copy one or another. If she came out with this song right now in 2022, I guarantee you the hit that it would take. Um, would probably make like 16 other songs come out trying to sound just like it, trying to duplicate the style rather than understanding if she's her own style and trying to do their own situation. So, but yeah, she definitely set the tone for when it came to female rappers in, in, in that time frame and how it came out. So yeah, all good. 
Well, so, and and to paraphrase, you know, you said no one could could top that or match that. You know, she's got a great lyric from a song we run this where it's like she goes, "My style can't be duplicated or recycled. No one can duplicate or recycle what Missy Elliott does." Yeah, she even said she even said it in the uh, "Get the Freak On" copywritten. Yeah. So don't copy me. Yeah, <laughs> y'all do yeah, exactly. it sloppily. <laughs> y'all can't come close to me. <laughs> yeah. Kill that shit. So kill it. I, I'm gonna ask a question out of ignorance, uh, but I just need to make sure. So Timberland is a different Timber Timberland's different than Justin Timberland, right? <laughs> For, no, well, that. first it's Justin Timberlake. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and Timberland okay, is the producer. Yeah, Timberland is an artist slash producer. Um, matter of fact, him and Justin Lake work together. Um, he he's the one that's in there with with Justin Timberlake and bringing sexy back. Um, all all the all the pretty much Justin Bieber, Justin Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake run. Um, even Cry Me a River, the whole nine. Yeah, all that is literally Timberland producing. The tracks and Justin coming in and freestyling the verses and and coming up okay. with the hooks. Okay, all right. Sorry, I knew there was some weird connection there, other than me just confusing two names. But okay, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, 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 and it has been a long time since she released, you know, a full album of a, like new material. I mean, it's very long time. Yes, she actually tried coming back out. I want to say twenty twenty. Um, 2019, 2020, she, uh, released a song and album. Um, it's, uh, you know, didn't get the, the popularity that everybody thought it was going to get. Um, that's mainly because, you know, rap has changed. She's changed. Um, how she came out changed. Um, you know, it, it was definitely a different style of delivery. Um, it was an upbeat song. It was with Pharrell. You know, everything is cool as far as the track goes, but Missy's already cemented her, her place in hip hop history or just music history in general. So anything she comes out with now is strictly on a bonus situation. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. Cool. All right. Damon, hit us with what you got, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so in my, in my research and like, uh, being at South by Southwest, there was a, a artist that I wanted to see that I didn't actually get out to see. Um, she was playing it here in Austin, Texas. So that's where South by Southwest takes place. Uh, pretty decent year, I think. It was a little low key this year, which I, I love. Compared to previous years, next year is going right. to be crazy. But they're just coming back after a couple of years out. But um, yeah, so it was nice to see a lot of smaller artists. It wasn't like uh, Lady Gaga's driving around town and stuff. It was, you know, there were some big artists here. Uh, but uh, uh, Dolly Parton is one of them, <laughs> which is really right. cool. But uh, yeah, so in my research, uh, when I was out and about, and I didn't get to go see her, but I I, I did like uh, hearing about her story. Uh, this artist is uh, she's from Atlanta, and she kind of sings about it in um, in my pick too. It's kind of what it's about, which is really cool, kind of interesting. I like I like her I like her attitude. I like how she's kind of like she she ain't worried about what anybody thinks of her, but she also isn't worried about like you know saying what she feels that is right about other rappers, <laughs> which is I think is kind of bold. <laughs> But, um, so I, I hope I'm saying this right, but I, is it Amaretta the Great? Amaretta? Yep. Amaretta the Great. Yes, sir. Amaretta the Great. And that was my pick. Um, 
So basically, it's a it's a song that's about Atlanta, and it's called "Sorry Not Sorry." This sorry not sorry. I ain't gonna say nothing, but it's on me heavy. I promise it's getting ridiculous after this drop. Do not jump to no conclusions. I don't. But like, I guess a little bit behind that little story behind that, I, I, I just from like kind of reading about it, listening to her other music and this, she's real beautiful and like her cover doesn't even look like she's like ready to throw down. But I wouldn't want to mess with her. <laughs> I wouldn't want to, you know, go back and forth with words. You know, she's she uh, she can hold her own for sure. And so I think I think what she was really trying to say in the song, she's decked out in Atlanta uh, gear and all that, you know, um, which I think is cool too. She's like a sports fan, but uh, she's she's representing like where she grew up. Um, kind of like she sings about how she grew up and the things that she had to go through. And then there's other rappers. They kind of wanted to say they're from Atlanta, but they might be like from the next city <laughs> or, you know, close enough, but not close enough. And so that's sort of where she, um, what she's talking about in the song, really. And it's, uh, yeah, she, she's got some lyrical beats. Like she rhymes and she's going fast. Her beats are awesome and just, yeah. So it's, it's, there's a certain type of rap that that's called. What, what was it? What is that called again, Dietrich? Where you're, is it flow rap? Uh, well, it's not a, a particular name, but it just, it's it's coming from from Migos. But yeah, it's but yeah, it's a, it's a flow style rap, yeah. It's a and trap trap rap flow style rap. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's and there's so many. You know, it's like it's crazy. Like when I was growing up, I don't remember there being so many like ways to describe music, <laughs> but now there's like a ton. <laughs> and maybe that changed with rap too. I don't know. Has that changed? I mean, has a style? Has it, have there been added styles of rap since like the early two? thousands or like the late nineties? Yes. Um rap okay. has gone through its its phases. Um everything from from slow the melodic style rapping to now you have harmonic rap, which is what everybody is pretty much on the wave of now where they're singing, rapping, um, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to stay within the beat. And then you've got, you know, flow style, which is you're just spinning out as many words as possible and, and, and making them come together and, 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 and writing the beat is what it's called. You're writing the track. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of versatility that has come out. It's kind of felt like it's stagnant, but if you listen mm-hmm. to the actual artists and how they spit it, each one has their own individual way for it. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, so aside from like, like her lyrics are great too, aside from her style being attractive, um, just the way that she, you know, she doesn't miss a beat and, you know, she's like super intelligent. And a lot of these artists are, a lot of these artists that I've listened to are just like, they, you got to put a lot of work into like creating these lyrics and having a story and singing about your hometown. And, you know, just like, I, I, I applaud that. I mean, posers, you know, go home. <laughs> <laughs> From the next town over. Seen us a lot about your town. Something must have happened over there, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, think? for those, uh, what, what do you think, Taj? Go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I, for, for sure. I, I, I like the song. It, it was really good. It, I, I thought it was interesting that you were talking about that where when Dietrich's the one local Austinite, <laughs> all three of us were the transmitters. We're the posers. <laughs> like yeah, you, yeah we, we're, we're the posers. Like, I was born here. What are you talking about? <laughs> so. Actually, I was born in Dallas, so I'm a yeah, poser too. Born. He wasn't born in Austin. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Okay. Taj, Taj is the uh, pointing poser view. <laughs> did high school in school in, in Austin, didn't you? True. Yeah. Did. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did high school in Austin. Yeah, so I've been here since then. So yeah, I've been back and forth from Austin to Dallas and did so. But yeah, yeah. I'm probably the closest to uh, natural than anybody here. But even still, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. But yeah, it, it yeah. would it would definitely fall in that range of if you said right. you're not Austin, I'd be like, damn, yeah, you're right. Hey, I, I didn't move here before I could even legally drink. <laughs> And you know it was in saying? the 90s, and I wasn't even, I was still a teenager, actually. So, right. You can say Pflugerville is not Austin. Round Rock is not Austin. <laughs> Liberty Hill is not Austin. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, take, I'm going to take after uh, Amaretta here. <laughs> if I were to create a rap, it would be about that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that happens, actually. You can see a lot of that in like the big cities, like right in Texas, like Dallas and Houston, rival cities, and Austin's like up and coming. Austin's growing so much. Yeah. Everybody's always saying that people that are from here, you're not from Austin, you don't know what it's like to live. You know, like you guys are just coming here and messing up our city. So in some cases, that's true. And yeah. Then, you know, in other ways, I feel like it's making it better. But yeah. I get it. I'll step on my toes. So. I know Atlanta has its own scene going, growing out there, but is Atlanta still East Coast or is Atlanta trying to be like central, like separate? Atlanta is South. Okay. That's a South. Yeah. South. South. Okay. Yeah. Certain regions have their own, you know, pick other litter, so to speak, but Atlanta, um, or even Kentucky is kind of a push, but Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, halfway. Like all that's considered South Florida South. Mm. It's not even the Southeast or with this one pot. You know, you've got West Coast, you've got Midwest, you've got you know East Coast, and you got South. And South is bundled with a whole bunch of places. And Atlanta was one of those cities that kind of took over the map, and everybody from around Atlanta way is that's what's developed the sound that's out now. Atlanta has been on top, and and the South has been on top for a good twenty year run. Um, to, so to speak, uh, for the situation. So, um, anything is coming out now, even East Coast, West Coast, a lot of those artists move to Atlanta or around that way so they could try to extend their careers or start their careers off or do anything of that nature. So you got artists like, uh, Bow Wow. He's from, you know, Columbus, Ohio born, but, you know, if you ask him, he's repping Atlanta. You've got Ludacris, who's uh, output, who's coming in repping Atlanta. You've got other artists that were born in other places that are repping Atlanta. And what she did was she just said, fuck everybody. If you ain't from born and raised in Atlanta, you're not Atlanta. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're, 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 you're transplant. You're, you're somebody coming from outside and she called it out. She said, Bankhead is, she Buckhead is not Atlanta. Cusco is not yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, you she know, Jackson Row is not Atlanta. Atlanta. College Park is not Atlanta. Like, I was like, and that, that's the controversial song of the year, right? Just for the fact that she's putting right. it out there and everybody is having mass, like, discussions on what's Atlanta, what is she representing. You can bring culture to Atlanta. You can be a force in Atlanta, but you're not Atlanta. And it's like, damn. So she definitely knew what she was doing <laughs> when she put that out there. And yeah, it's, it's right. stirred up a lot of conversations. <laughs> People that don't even know her music know about that, by the way. Right. Because yeah, I this is the one that's putting her up. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's good. Good point, man. Yeah. No, that's like, that's awesome. Uh, I, I, I think I found like a, a diamond in the rough. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was definitely, oh, sure. definitely a really cool artist. I'm, I'm intrigued now by her stuff. I'm going to listen to more of it. Um, yeah. No, and like I was saying, like the lyrics do mean a lot. And, you know, Amaretta the Great is like, she's like singing about her true roots. And yep. you can't take that away from somebody. She had experiences. She grew up there. She, that's that's what shaped her. You can't just come in and say that you you have that too. So you can, like you're saying, so you can make, make yourself famous or be a part of that because you know it's popular. I mean, yeah, she's got the Braves plastered all over her album. <laughs> that's great. Yo, yeah, so that's... Wrapping it. Mm-hmm. All about it. Like she called out folk and even even other artists jumped on and did remixes and and tried to call out other people. They call out Ludacris, they call out Twenty One Savage, they call out all these other folks. Like we for a couple of until a couple of years ago, we thought Twenty One Savage was Atlanta all the way through. No, he's born in born in London and in Great Britain. So it's like that things and the people that are out now that, that you will put in a point to being a part of a city until you've been there to actually see them come up in it and see what happened from it. You, you know, you can't call that part. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely raised some eyebrows and a whole lot of heated discussions have come out because of it. Brandon, what's yeah, your yeah. thought, man? Um, the, the song's fine. I, I don't, I, the song's good. I, I like it. Um, and I, I totally think I know what Damon's going for is trying to spotlight a new artist. Uh, I will say, and this is nothing against the artist because I think the song is good. The only thing I will say, and this kind of goes back to a previous topic where, you know, pick your favorite track from uh, a, a female hip hop rapper artist. And it's a song from two, 2022. You know, that's the only thing I'm going to call you out on is like all the years in history. Again, going back to like the Oscar nominated songs, all the songs throughout the years of, of hip hop. And they finally did it. 2022. Congratulations, folks. So, but again, it's a good song. Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. You know, and I, again, I, I, I know that you're trying to spotlight a new artist, but I'm just, I just, I just think it's funny. It's like, you know, again, it's a new, a new song, but there's so many other songs to pick from. But again, good song, not taken away from the artist. I do like it. I thought it was great. Or it was good. So. You know what? I'm, I'm going to stick up yeah. in defense of that. I know, I know, Damien, you can hold your own, but, but I'm going to come into the mix of that because All right. on the cool, it, this is kind me. of, a, uh, yes, sir. This is kind of a good situation that came up. Reason being is because, um, I picked one from 2018. I think 2018, 2019, right? It's 2017. 2017. Okay. But when, yeah, but when the album dropped and all nine, 2017, so that's five years. You know, Taj picked one, you know, that was definitely, I'm going to say what his pick is because he's going to say it. That was a good time. Right. You pick one from 2001. Damon picked one from 2022. That's a nice ass range for everybody to have when it comes to their favorite songs. <laughs> We're not right. all going back to the eighties or nineties or whatever the situation. Like it, it actually works. And the song is popular right now. It's, it's definitely one of those that's up there as, as one of the top songs in 2022 just because of the situation that it represents behind it. So, and I, and I know Damon liked to pick people that he's seen or that have been around in the live scene. He didn't get a chance to see her, but he's coming up on her. I'm not too mad at it. Honestly. I think we all we I think we all approach it differently because when I think of favorite tracks, I think it's something that I've lived with. Something that I've I, I've lived and breathed for for a while. You know, something that like 
immediately comes to mind, you know, when we're picking our topic. Like, I already have something in mind. But we all approach right. the, each topic differently. But when I think of right. favorite tracks, I think it's something that I'm familiar with, something that I know, and that I'm not looking for something com- something new. Like, I want it to be something that I that I am aware of because, you know, again, it's it's just been a part of my being for, for a while. Right. We can hit that and we can come back to that because I honestly see where you're coming from with that. And I got to counteract to that. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Tell us what's, what's your thought, man. Uh, oh, on the song? I, yes. I, I already, I, I already threw in my two yeah. sets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were happy with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. We all got, we got caught up in the, you know, the controversy of it. But yeah, no, I, th- I see where you're coming from. No, there's uh, no controversy. Brandon. I think the song is good. I, I'm not, there is no, no controversy. I'm not trying the to The controversy of the song. song. Yeah, just no. the song itself, the not of what that we pick and our styles and, but like, yeah. um, outside of that, you know, I think it's good there's diversity. I think I like that you pick older bands that are throwbacks that I've never heard of. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Sometimes I do feel like it's going to be something from my childhood. Um, and we, we've connected on that, you know, Brandon. But, uh, and then some of this newer stuff, like I loved, uh, I love the spotlight new artists. I think they need to, you know, be talked about and, you know, listen to. And, you know, the, the old is good and the older artists, you know, they've been around. They want, they want to mentor probably the new artists and help them come up, you know, in the scene. And I, I just couldn't pass this one up though. Sorry, not sorry is great. And I mean, I didn't even realize how big it was blowing up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, people that haven't even heard of music knew about that. And that's a whole culture and a scene that needs to be recognized and talked about. And, um, you know, you can't just let people do what they want to do and walk all over your hood, you know? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's maybe that's, that, that those wouldn't be my words exactly, but you know, represent yeah. now, play. <laughs> right? And, and I will say for, yeah. for for a brief minute there, I thought you picked uh, Demi Lovato because I was like, sorry, not sorry. It's like, oh, I know that song. It's like, oh, no, it's a different song. You would know that song, cuz. <laughs> that's your, is that going to be your pick? So I steal your pick and then you're like, oh, it's the same. Oh, okay. Now, what's funny is I just knew you were going to go 1990s, something in the 90s. I knew well, that was coming out. And when you came out with this, I was like thoroughly shocked. Well, sorry, sorry, Brandon. Uh, you know, Nick Cave's not a rapper, so we can't throw him with the mixture. But I can Nick Cave. Let the, let the poor man have his. Oh, it's a whole thing. Come on. <laughs> I bet you he could rap though. Uh, he'd be a hell of a rapper. I want to hear that. Actually, I want to hear Nick Cave got- rap about his hometown. <laughs> He's got great tone, great cadence. Yeah, he'd be a hell of a rapper. Now I want to go see Nick Cave live. So I am, and I'm going to tell you guys all about it when I do. But no, I see, I, I, uh, I definitely see where you're coming from, Brandon, for sure. And I like that we have that difference in our styles when we pick our, our artists. Right. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, Taj, what you got, man? All right. So this was, I'm going to say this was like my second most difficult, uh, theme to pick uh i mean the disco was kind of a struggle uh only because i didn't like know a lot so with with this like i i know some hip-hop but like i said I, i i was trying to find something in particular and i didn't know a lot like off the top of my head um so you know i did my research as normal we're gonna listen to a podcast listen to a playlist 
of a bunch of different artists. What I knew was I wanted something that slayed and, and something that, that was really good. Um, what I was surprised on is, um, so what you have to understand about me is like back when I grew up, uh, you know, uh, I was in high school, like eight, late eighties or early nineties. Um, you know, the hip hop rap then, you know, on the male singer side was all about, you know, gain some ass <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was really surprised that like most of the female artists, like in the, the post two thousands are all about, uh, you know, uh, wet ass pussies and dicks and <laughs> getting some ass. And so I was trying to find. This is a PG 13. So I was my trying ears. <laughs> Well, so I was trying to find something that wasn't something that slayed, but something that wasn't that subject matter necessarily. Um, and so I'd started, I had originally started, and I just like honor, honorable mention, I had really started looking at Lil' Kim. And uh, Lil' Kim had some songs called Queen Bitch and Queen Bitch Part 2, but it, it didn't really slay enough for me. And that, But she had a song um, that was called um, Who's Number One? Uh, and I almost went with that one. It's interesting that I, I, I almost should have, because that's her song about how her being number one, and she shouts out Brooklyn in there, because I guess she's from Brooklyn. So, um, But because it wasn't like a main known song of, of Lil' Kim, I kind of went on a different route. <laughs> and so the route I went was I picked an artist uh, from her first album in 1989, and I did Queen Latifah's. Uh, uh, and the song that I picked was Ladies First. The ladies will kick it, the rhyme it is wicked. Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted. A woman could bear you, break you, take you. Now it's time to rhyme. Can you relate? To um, and so, uh, this song is her with Mona Love. Uh, is that right, Mona? Yeah, no, it was Mona. But Mona yeah, Love. So, Mona Love. Okay, yeah. So, and it's, you know, it's just... Queen Latifah and, and her singing about how ladies should come first. <laughs> and, and it kind of has a double entendre, but you know, it's more, it's more clean than, than some of the stuff today. Um, and, uh, so, but yeah, it was, um, and, and it's, it, I'm going to admit that maybe I, I, I spent a lot of time trying to find the song and, and I'm not sure that I picked the most perfect song that I could pick, but I was happy with the selection. And so, it, it, I could have come up with something better, but this was the, the song I picked, and, and I'm more than happy with it. But I, I apologize if it, you know, if it wasn't a 10 on the Richter scale. <laughs> I think it's wor a worthy addition. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think, I think Queen Latifah is like, she's definitely legendary for sure. No, I right. think it's a good pick. Um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, like, some of these songs, like, you have to really kind of pick through, especially if you don't, you're not familiar with a genre as much. Uh, you're trying right. to find, like, you know, an artist that you like that fits the bill. And sometimes, you know, you're just going to run into that crazy lyrical song that <laughs> might not be what you want to play around your kids, you know? But, uh, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> I think, and I don't think that Queen Latifah is afraid to use crazy lyrics, but I think, I think that she's definitely, um, yeah, she's definitely like iconic and yeah, she's a, she's an actress and a musician and, um, right. Yeah, no, Ladies First is like, that's kind of like what I remember when I was growing up, like Queen Latifah was always in charge, you know, and everything I saw her in and she had like the attitude. She kind of right. there to protect the underdog too. And she would like kick your ass if you mess with somebody because of their, their gen- gender. You know what I mean? Uh, right. But yeah, she's definitely, uh, I think she's cool. I like, I like the song, but it's not like, I don't think that I'm a huge Queen Latifah fan, but I, I definitely respect like her, her music and where she's coming from and like her, you know, just her career, like great career. So right. you know, that, you know, that, that fits good for something that you would pick too, Tosh. And that's not an insult either. <laughs> And it's probably better than the WAP, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll chime in and say you pick, definitely picked the iconic artist, iconic artist. Um, this particular song was right in, um, around, I'm not going to say the height of her career because it, it was a little bit before that. This is when, you know, it was the boom bap. It was a lot of, uh, movement and message in the music. Um, you know, late eighties, early nineties type situation. She introduced Money Love to the world, which Bonnie came out and did her own two singles, uh, that type of situation. So it was a good collaboration. This song was literally about female empowerment. Um, it was from, from head to toe about standing up for female rights, standing up for female decide, decision and choice, standing up for everything that a female wanted to be and then some. And we're equal at the table is where she's coming from. I'm not going to be your side chick. I'm not going to be the one, you know, sitting in the, in the kitchen, you know, pregnant and barefoot. You know, I can be out here and, and earn just as much as you and do just as much as you. And through her career, she's proven that not only has she crossed over genres, when it came from uh, the music side of things because she was rapping and then started singing and then uh, performing in Chicago and the next thing you know she's acting um, and the acting is taken off and, and taking her to places where you thought she'd never be um, but she was also a record label owner she owned Flavor the Unit um, she she put other artists on her label that took off and, and did their own thing in their own way so um, she's always been an icon in my book uh, definitely a mogul um, when it comes to the moves that she made and the things that she was doing. She had TV shows, Living Single. Uh, she's on, um, was it the Equalizer now? Um, oh, yeah. She, she, yeah, she's definitely holding her own in the world of entertainment and whatever you do, how you do it. I, I look at her like a female version of LL Cool J and the fact of you have all these multifaceted talents and you're using them to the best of your ability and it's working out for you in order to have a elongated career whereas normal individuals will fall off her longevity is like through the roof so she's definitely doing what she needs to do yeah so for sure yeah and i'll just chime in really quick i don't have much to say uh, <laughs> queen queen latifah i i've always known about her um, I, I think what I, when I first discovered her was probably mid nineties would be with like her album, Black Rain. Um, that was the album that I knew her from. Um, 
I don't know if I ever really went back and listened to too much of her early work, but I'm definitely familiar with that album. And, uh, but I definitely know her more as an actress than I do know her as a musician. Um, I think it was probably mid nineties around that time when she started popping up more and more on television, you know, with like guest appearances on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And then of course, uh, living single for sure. Um, so I, I'm more familiar with her as an actress than I am as a musician. But um, this is a good song. It's a good choice. Um, I'm just more familiar with, with like I said, the that album from '93, uh, Black Rain. Um, but this this is still a good song. So good choice. I like it. Uh, Queen Latifah reigns. <laughs> yeah, probably her most notable song was um, "Unity" or "U N I T Y." Uh, yeah, the way right. that she said it. Yeah, that's that's like her most notable song that anybody you know who knows some kind of some some form of hip hop nature would pick up on and go from. But yeah, that, that Todd you definitely picked not only the right song for the situation but you also picked a song that was you know perfect for the title and what we were talking about you know okay as far as a uh, women's month and, and and being um being equals and 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 holding their own and what they're doing and how they're doing it so, okay yeah that was, that was a great pick man sounds good yeah and, and the song itself like it, it it the the spitting on it it you know i feel it's lazy but you know it's like all right <laughs> All good. All good. All right. Well, yeah, it looks like we uh, know what I know what I forgot to do. And I'm probably the worst host when it comes to things that we do. <laughs> I forgot that I forgot to drop the needle. man. How did I forget <laughs> to drop the needle on side A? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pick it back up. And uh, hey, let's flip over to side B and drop that needle. All right. Sounds good. So, Diedrich, you had homework for us for this episode. Uh, there was an album that you wanted us to listen to. What was that? Yes, sir. And this ties a little bit back into our conversation that we were having a little while ago, which remember I said I would bring it back up. So this artist is relatively new. He's, he's been around for a good while, but this album is brand spanking new. And the reason I went with this album was because um, the second I listened to it, I already felt like it would be a good mix for me. Um, I already had a couple of favorite songs I listened to. I ran through it about 12 times before I thought I was going to present it to y'all. And when I wound up presenting it to it, I set it in stone because I thought this would be a good one in order to lead off with. So this is going away from side A. This is talking about side B, but it's talking about a brand new album, which I don't think we've done for the podcast. Just go around. Um, this album came out in 2022, um, just a couple of weeks ago, and it's already getting a lot of buzz around the area. Um, it's from an artist by the name of Lucky Day, who's an R&B singer. Um, he's R&B slash soul, and the album itself is called Candy Drip. And just to get in a little bit about Lucky Day, um, I know Lucky Day from uh, a couple of songs that he's come out with independently. Um, him himself, you know, most notably was known in 2018 um, when he dropped a couple of singles and and. And was picking up, you know, everybody's ear and how he was coming across music, what he calls left-handed music, meaning um, his style and delivery does not meet everyday standards of what style and delivery is. Um, he definitely walks his own lane. It's a little bit of touch of Neo, a little bit of touch of Funk Soul, a little bit of touch of live performance uh, and a lot of bit of R&B all the way around. 
So uh, that's that's where I most notably get with him from um, back in 2018. If y'all didn't know, he's from New Orleans, Louisiana. He actually um, got his first bit of notoriety in 2005 when he uh, you know performed or uh, tried out for American Idol, and um, he got a little bit of a buzz there. And from there, it kind of you know spun into him getting into the music business. Um, he actually did a couple of uh, deals with a bunch of artists that that have come up in the game. Like he worked with um, Trey Songs, Neo, Mary J. Blige. Uh, he done some writing for a different couple of people. Um, he's got more of a melodic sound, like a 70s style delivery, like a Marvin Gaye or a Stevie Wonder. Um, but it's like an alternative track that comes in and flows like Frank Ocean. And for those who don't know who those artists are, you need to go look them up. But this has always been like his type of lane where he's coming out with his own style, his own delivery, and it works. And now, especially on this album, the production is definitely on Sky High. Um, he's got a, a, you know, a good set of songs on here that nobody can deny. He's got like 17 tracks that he came out with. It is such a full-fledged album. And, you know, he's even got interludes on here that a lot of people aren't doing interludes anymore, but it just comes out and it works. And, one of my favorite songs on here uh, actually comes out. Uh, man, I got a couple of songs on here. So first, first and foremost, God Body with the uh, Shmino is definitely one of those songs um, that I can't, you know, say I get past. Uh, Deserve is definitely one of one of the top songs. Over is going to be my favorite song. The reason why Over is my favorite song is because he actually took a sample from uh, another R&B artist by the name of Music Soul Child. And he flipped that sample up and he basically he's talking about, you know, is it going to be over between us? You know, we, we can we can make things work. Let's try to figure this out. Like, I, I definitely love that style of R&B because I miss that style of R&B. I miss when folks sung songs and didn't have to say as pussy dick fuck. You know, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. I'm going to break your back. I'm going to do all this stuff. Like, I actually like when R&B had innuendos and you had to think about what the artist was talking about. Or if they were talking about, you know, just trying to get the girl back. And it was it was a smooth, melodic flow in which they did it with. And it worked. And he, he delivers when it comes to the R&B side. He's definitely melodic. He's got a great style, a great flow. Um, almost like a 70s type vibe to it, but in an updated style. And that's where I came from it. So, you know, Over was definitely one of my favorite tracks on on the album. And let me know what y'all think, man. How do y'all feel? I'm going to shut up now. So, um, should I go first? <laughs> I guess. Go right in, man. Uh, you usually always go right after. I know, I know. It's, no, it's good. I, I like to flow. It's right. game and a ride that it will always be after you. <laughs> <laughs> we, like to think, we like to think about how we're going to one-up each other. <laughs> so- <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this okay it it wasn't fully my cup of tea i i gave it a good three listens um um i actually on the third or fourth listen uh if i did a fourth i actually did the whole album on shuffle and that made it a little bit more easier for me gotcha <laughs> I, I, 
Um, it was, yeah, there, it, it's interesting because it, there's two interludes. So it's not like an album split in half. It's almost like a, a, a triptogram. Like there's three sections to it, right? Um, um, for, for sure, the third, the, the last, uh, third of the album, I liked a lot. Um, you know, over, it, it, I think you're right. Over, it, over is, stands out a lot and over is going to be the single off of this. I, Spotify kind of already has over as the big hit because, um, <laughs> if you, watch Spotify while you listen to music. Um, you know, sometimes they'll just have the album cover, but if they ever put like a, a GIF video behind it, you know that that's the, the song that's getting the money behind it and mm-hmm. Over has a GIF behind it. So yeah, Over, yeah. Uh, I'm going to call it now Over is going to be in Kids Bop uh, 2023. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> I, I'm just calling that now. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but, it, you know, going back to it, I like that. I like ego a lot. Ego, for some reason, stood out. Um, so did compassion. We, I guess what threw me off was, um, it, there was times where like the song, it, I couldn't figure it out where there was times where like one song ended and the other one began or right. like a song began and it had a loop of an intro and then like a minute in, then the actual song begins. And you're like, well, what am I? <laughs> And, um, you know, his, there was times his voice in the songs I didn't like. And then there was times that I did, but it, it was an interesting experience. I, I, I enjoyed that, that you submit the, the pick. Um, again, not fully my cup of tea and I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but, um, you know, it, it was, it was worth a listen. <laughs> do, do you listen to a lot of stuff like this? That it's me? a slower. Yeah, like I think so. So I bring no, me I don't. So one of the <laughs> other picks, Kid Cudi, which I really loved, and you know some of the, some of the songs on here. Uh, my pick was my favorite pick was Guess. I really like that song. It's you know really kind of like a slow album. The album cover is it the album cover of the three off? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. What was he pouring like, like honey on himself or something? <laughs> or like, yeah, he's, yeah. he just looks a little like he jumped in a vat of candy and, uh, right. you know, and then he just made an album. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, the album, the album cover is definitely like, it's, it's crazy. Um, but he's, he's throwing it out there. He, he ain't afraid of that, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, I was just curious if they, you just don't listen to a lot of stuff like this or if there was something about this album that just didn't, because I think it, it does sound like some other stuff we listened to that, you know, I think that you might've liked, but. Wait, wait, so I liked Kid Cudi and it's funny, Dietrich, that you had mentioned Frank Ocean, because I'm pretty sure at some point I tried Orange and I can't remember if I liked Orange or not. I think because I knew it was getting a lot of buzz and as and I tried it, but I don't think it was fully my cup of tea. And so so that's kind of where I think it's just kind of the, the R&B uh uh typed i don't that I, I don't fully listen to a lot of, them, of but i think that's kind of where it is so yeah. it's one of those that is a off-tempo r&b gotcha um it's it's you know they got certain genres of r&b one being like a neo soul mm. where neo soul is is not traditional R&B in the sense of the sound and the deliveries. Uh, the melodies are definitely different. The delivery of the song 
is different. The, even the, the singing of it is not necessarily a, a, a flowing type of singing. It's more of a, a jagged talking type singing that kind of works in and, and goes into pace. And that's not for everybody. Right. <laughs> That's flat out it. It's just not for everybody. But <laughs> the ones that do like it or do find some kind of pace or piece into it, you know, they, they love it. Right. Teacher's getting winded over there just thinking about Candy Trip right there. <laughs> yeah, that album cover uh, kind of makes me feel funny in my pants. Like when I used to climb the rope in gym class. <laughs> I stayed away from the rope in gym class, but, you know, just saying. But, uh, yeah, he's coming to Austin. We should all go see Candy Drip at Emo's. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be dripping honey on him on stage. At least I hope not. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I really do not want to see that. Brandon, what, what's your thoughts, man? Um, yeah, so overall, I actually did enjoy it. Um, it, it took me a few tries to listen to it, not because I couldn't get into it, but I just continued to get, uh, distracted or something came up. Um, I don't know. I think I listened to the first half three or four times and I never got to finish the second half until recently. Um, so, uh, it was hard for me to even remember the name of the tracks because I just continue to, to, uh, get, uh, yeah, I, I continue to get distracted. Um, I cannot find another word. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I, I did like it. I think definitely there are some stronger tracks than others, but that's par for the course. You know, like right. when you have an album with that many songs and the album is almost an hour, you know, not every single song is going to hit, but you know, overall, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty decent. I think, you know, over half of the album is, is really good. And, you know, the other half of the album is, is decent. And it has nothing to do with like the first half better than the second half just some songs are stronger than other songs um but i i could see that this guy definitely could have longevity um and hopefully he sticks with it because i i do think that he's talented and uh i do like the sound i am an r&b guy i am a soul guy um you may not be able to tell but i am um so uh but yeah no overall i i thought it was actually a pretty pretty good album um and I have nothing against new music. I just want to make that clear. Uh, I do like new music, but, you know, I don't go out of my way to seek new music. Uh, so, you know, it's good to have, you know, a group like this to, to introduce me to, to music that I normally would not find on my own. Um, especially you, Diedrich. So thank you. Uh, Damon, uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, but again, Damon's choice was actually good. It was just more of a, no, no, Damon, your, your song was good for, for the topic. It was just, well, thank again, you, Brandon. Thank you. It's the, I, it's the idea of picking your favorite that I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. But anyway, um, choice album is not the same as picking your favorite track. Anyway, um, so yes, overall good. I, I did like the album. And actually, I think this might surprise you. Uh, my favorite track is actually one that apparently is not a big hit. And that was used to be. Uh, mm. I love the sound of used to be. It is, it, it, it's a throwback for me and I totally dig mm. it. And honestly, 
when I heard it, I want that song or that that kind of sound. That should have been a, a theme song in the new Bond film. So nice, you know, that should have been the song in the last Bond film that they did for Daniel Craig. Like change the, lyrics, change, change the lyrics a little bit, but that beat and that voice is a throwback. And and I'm totally on board for that. You know, kind of, kind of like, like I love like Leon Bridges because he's a throwback, and this song oh, reminds yeah. me. This song reminds me of like something from the seventies, you know. And uh, I thought I thought that was a great song. That was a song that I resonated immediately. Like I almost went with another one, but I think this was my favorite track because I just like that sound. And uh, yeah, I I think that was the best best track on the album for me. He does have that little throwback to the seventies. Like you, got, uh-huh. you know, yeah, and you know, you got. I, I like the seventies, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. You're living in the seventies. How old are you, really, Brandon? Jeez, <laughs> I'm an old soul. I fe- yeah, I feel like that was a stretch saying that it should have been in the Bond movie. I think that was a dig at my previous pick. No, it's not a. <laughs> Go back and listen to the song. I, I maybe none of you. Really, I disagree. Maybe you. you don't hear what I hear, but I think this could totally be in a Bond movie, or at least that sound could be in a Bond movie as a theme song. I could see no, that. very, yeah. very it's, melodic. It's very, very, very yeah. symphonic. It's very symphonic. Uh-huh. And you know that's a good point because like um, this this album Candy Drip is there's a lot of instrumental going on in the background like every song it's there's a ton going on and then it's just like uh-huh. his vocals are fucking phenomenal uh-huh. so you can't you can't replicate that you know you can't you can try but he's gonna kick your ass in competition I mean this this is definitely you said you said he was he was in one of those competition shows. Yeah, you, you, you first saw him on uh, American Idol back in 2005. Oh, wow. oh, that's when I used to watch it for like all the losers. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he lost and then he said, okay, now, did, did, how far did he get? Did he get to like the second round or something? No, nah, um, he was notable in the tryouts. Um, I think he got cut when it came across the live situation. Uh, when they started going to the actual singing, like they brought down to the final contestants. Um, but that was back when, you know, he was still trying to develop his voice and didn't have quite the range that he actually does now with, with how he's singing. So, so he went through um, puberty. Now he sounds like a man and he can yep. get his candy drip on. Yeah. I go pee pee standing up. Yes. He definitely hit that range. <laughs> well, uh, so that's Brandon. A accomplishment. It, it, I muted my mic and listened to five seconds, and I totally picture it now. Yeah, he, you're totally right. Like, right? That, that's like you, <laughs> you, you said that, and you're like, oh yeah, you just gotta listen to that for five seconds. You're like, oh, sold. I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should be the music supervisor on all Bond films going forward. Man, that's what's up. We gonna we gonna push that out there, bro. Yeah. Speak it into the atmosphere. If you want a Nick Cave soundtrack, let Brandon take over. I so I guess Nick Cave would be great for James Bond. Just saying. I just said that this song by Lucky Day should have been the theme song in the latest Bond film. I didn't say the latest song from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds should have been the theme song. Now I'm not opposed to doing. No, you're thinking it. No, you're thinking. Oh, I'm not against doing a Nick Cave song, but I want. 
a song like used to be as a theme song for a James Bond yeah. film. That's a good yeah. pick. That's a good fit for that, though. It really is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Tosh. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm giving you props, too. Just my props. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel it. Every I'm day Tom- I feel it, man. I'm Tommy Lee Jones and a fugitive. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I love <Anyway>. our talks. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, All right, so oh wait, so am yeah. I Harrison Ford? That means I'm Harrison Ford. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not Harrison Ford. I think you're what's the character's name? Richard Kimball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a cross between Harrison Ford and Richard Kimball. Yeah. Damon is the fugitive. All right. <laughs> um, anyway. All right. Uh, anyway. So dun, dun, dun. Uh, Damon, do you have some yes. homework for us? I don't know. Do I? You should. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know if Brandon gets any homework, but maybe he does too. Doesn't seem doesn't seem to want to that's know a, what I've got. That's a good thing that I don't have homework. <laughs> I love our dynamic. I just had to call that out. Right. Brandon, you're an old soul. Damon, you're a nineties baby. I'm all over the damn place and Taj is in touch with his feminine side. This is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you want the papa. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. I okay, my pick is based on I just I just went to South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas. Um, and not every artist, believe it or not, Brandon, is from twenty twenty two. Some of them go back a little bit. And this one uh this artist is probably an artist that I didn't really think I liked before. And I, I cause because of his hits, like they weren't my favorite at the time, but then they grew on me. And so what are you showing me? <laughs> what is this? You can't see it at home, everybody, but uh, it's called a prediction. <laughs> Uh, I, I beat Fox. I can't figure that out. Oh, oh. Oh, like really? Wow, <laughs> they're like they're kindred spirits. Uh, okay, so Brando was right. Damn it. Anyway, uh, you were right. Anyway. Yeah, oh, I already knew where he was going with it. Oh my god! I don't think that Brando would disagree either. So. My pick is a band that does country, does weird shit. <laughs> is that a genre? Weird shit. Um, it just kind of like pop, pop rock. And there's like, there's different categories. He talked about playing in Austin when he first came up, you know, with Johnny Cash. He had a story about Johnny Cash and him. And, uh, so anyway, uh, my pick is Beck. <laughs> And yeah, Brandon did pick it. So, um, but, uh, Brandon's clairvoyant. (laughs) The album I like is called Sea Change. C as in the sea, the deep blue sea, Sea Change. That's from 2002. That's kind of where I gravitate, you know, like it's either going to be new or it's going to be the late 90s from Britain or Canada. 
Um, but I'm sure Beck could have played. He can play anywhere, and people are going to like his stuff. But I was a little like surprised. Uh, his his showcase at uh, South by Southwest was country, and I guess he's got a country album. So what he did was he went out and he was going to play solo on stage the night before his show, um, which was the last night at South by Southwest. He was kind of like kind of like a closer for the festival. One of the closers. Um, he's up on stage and he he had found an artist from the night before that played like some kind of like sitar or something where it's like the guitar on your lap and uh-huh. it's like a country twang that he was doing and it fit perfect for all the music that he was playing. So, uh, yeah, he brought him with him on, on that tour the last day, you know, his little uh, South by adventure. So, so that artist from Austin got, got to go up on stage with Beck and do that. Um, and not gonna lie, it was a little bit slower than I wanted it to be. And I hadn't seen him before. My wife had seen him twice and she said that the previous shows were completely different. I like that in an artist. I like that he, does seem like the underdog of music and then he just pulls out all the stops and i wasn't always a fan but uh yeah I, i'm intrigued so okay. i don't know if sea change is his best album but uh i think odelay is isn't your favorite odelay is the most probably the most uh popularized mm-hmm. yeah. situation and for, furthermore shout out to anybody that can play a steel guitar like that shit is hard as hell, and they do it like with such ease. So yeah, right. So props to the Beck man and uh, okay things that happened in two thousand and two. Okay, and not two thousand twenty two. Gotcha. All right. So, there you go. Sounds- Here's your homework. Okay, Beck. Okay, that's interesting. All right. I'm surprised you, you you picked that, but I'm 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 excited to try it because I I know I know a couple of albums and I saw him in ACL. Oh, nice! Like, Ten years ago, but yeah. All right. I feel like well, you th- would gravitate towards this, maybe. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a Taj type thing. So. so. I got so as I was on the microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I don't think that one's on here. Nah, that's no. not. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, he sung Ramona. I'm always going to be embedded to that back. So <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> so, all right. So this has been Choice Tracks. Uh, you can find this on our website of choicetracks.com or email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm still Damon. Yeah, ho. I'm Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling a ho? <laughs> That's you. Brandon. That's you. <laughs> Not him. Not nobody. Nobody here. Just throwing in the last little rappy lyric. That's it. For sure. For sure. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I get it. For sure. No, it, it, I can't yeah. do the, the, the tongue thing. Can, can you? The tongue the hell? <laughs> you know, I to, said it was PG-13, Tosh. You know, it, can you do that? Come on, Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, right. in touch with your feminist side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right guys. Your you know what? I'm going to go in and pick up that needle. But you keep spinning those choice tracks. All right. Peace. <laughs> need a new job. Peace, Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> 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 <laughs>